guys. We turned out okay. The Modern Parents Guide to Old School Parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Welcome to episode 77, a Just You and Me episode, and the second part of our exploration of one important aspect of our kids' personalities and our personalities, being introverted or being extroverted. In the last Just You and Me episode, which was episode 74, we talked about raising an introverted child, and today's show is all about raising an extroverted child. And to kind of illustrate the difference, I wanted to share a story. So I'm going to start with a story. The other day, this was actually just really recently, my, we'd, we'd all been fairly sick, like we'd had this, these weeks of illness or um, just unable and inability to get together with the people that we usually see several times a week, actually, and we, we haven't been able, we weren't able to see anybody. So Jade had been cooped up at home, unable to see friends, do much running around even because he'd been sick, or otherwise be his cheerful and noisy self. And there was this one day, finally, it was a Sunday where they got to go, they got to spend the afternoon, Max and Jay, with friends on this beautiful day. So they were running around, they were up and happy. I mean, like, it was so wonderful. And Jay came home, so energized. He was like, he was twirling with his arms out. He made me think of Buddy the Elf. There's this part where Buddy the Elf says, I'm alive and I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. Remember that part where he's spinning around in the movie Buddy? Or actually, sorry, the movie Elf. Well, that's how Jay came home. He was so like fulfilled, full of stories and smiles and this love of life that just emanated from him. And I said, I said something. I was like, hey, you finally got your extrovert time. And he was like, yes, and it was so wonderful. And like he, he was so ready to just sit with us and talk and laugh and smile and, and be his usual self. And it was such a great and wonderful return to that. And I'm just contrasting that with how Max came home from the same event. He was happy. He was, he felt really fulfilled. I think he'd been, he'd been able to see his friends and it was really cool. But he, he needed, badly needed time alone. So he basically said, hey, and he went off to his room and, and, and just had some time to himself. And when I needed him, I interrupted a little bit later. And um, I think I needed him to do something for me. And he did it. I think it was, I don't remember, washing the dishes or something like that. And so he did it. And then he, he's heading back into his room and he sort of cheerfully shouts, all right, I don't want to see anybody for the next two days. <laughs> and then he went off to his room and and of course he did see people in the next couple of days, but it was just so cute. He didn't want to, <clears throat> he didn't like, he was, he'd had this time with lots of people. And for Max, that's an energy drain because Max is an introvert, as we talked about in episode 74. So it's wonderful and fun, but it's also very draining for him. When he has times like that, he needs to have corresponding times where he isn't with people, where he's just by himself and and then he's most happy when he's really with just a few other people. And um, I mean, I think like if you think about he's he was most happy in the wintertime snowboarding. 
And yes, you're snowboarding with a ton of other people, but you're really only, you're in a lift with a few other people. And if they happen to be your best friends, then that is awesome, right? Even an introvert would lo- will love that. And um, so it's not, it's not that introverts only like to be alone. It's that they get their energy from quieter, more thoughtful, uh, with fewer people kind of pursuits. And I think snowboarding can come into that category because while it isn't quiet, it, in a way it is, you know, you're out there on the slopes and you got the woods around you and there's no music, there's no televisions, there's no, there's nothing drawing your attention away from the wonderful feeling of gliding over snow. And so I think it is kind of an introverted hobby. And it's also an extroverted hobby because, you know, Jay loved it just as much as Max. Jay loves Jay loves skiing just as much as Max loves snowboarding. And it's it just, the difference, I think, between them, one major difference, there's a lot of differences actually between our boys. And I'm sure any of you who have more than one child know that no child is exactly like any other child. But one major difference between the two of them is that Max is introverted and Jay is extroverted. So last time in episode 74, we got into talking about parenting introverts. And go back and listen to that. It's, I think it's a great episode if you haven't heard it and you just want to, you're sort of thinking, well, gee, maybe I do have an introvert. Well, so we talk a lot more about like what introverts are and, and you know, what that really means. So definitely go back and, and listen to that because we talked a lot about parenting introverts too. And today I'm asking the question, how can we parent our extroverts? And I have to say, from his very earliest days, Jason practically screamed, I am an extrovert. He He's always wanted motion and noise and and the biggest crowd he can find himself in makes him happy. And he just loves that. At his worst, he feels lonely. Jason feels lonely and melancholy, really, due to a lack of interaction with others. And at his best, he feels engaged, connected, contented, and inspired by and for others. And given that he lives in a home with two introverts, his dad and his brother Max, and one ambivert, which is me, I I guess I should explain it in ambivert. So being an introvert or being an extrovert really isn't about shyness. A lot of times people associate shyness with introverts, and they're, they're different things. An introvert gets their energy from a different place than an extrovert. So an introvert gets energy from being with a few people, thinking quietly, reading, you know, either either in solitude or in almost solitude. That's where they feel most energized. And if you if the idea of curling up with a cup of tea and a book and not speaking to anyone for hours thrills you, you're an introvert. If it is the most terrifying prospect, you're, you might be an extrovert. And I am an ambivert, which means that I like, there are times when I love to be alone. And there are times when I love to be out in the world. And so when I took, there's this particular personality test called the Myers-Briggs personality test. And one of the aspects of it is, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And I think you've got 30 points in either direction. So in other words, there's a 60 point swing. You could be a 30 on the extrovert scale. You could be, a z- there is such a thing as a zero on either scale. That's in the middle. And then a 30 out on the other end on the introvert scale. And I came down as when I, when I got my results, 
this was just a year or so ago, I was a one on the extrovert scale. So in other words, I am right smack dab in the middle. And it's really useful knowledge because if if I, when I make plans to do something and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be the best thing ever. And as it comes closer, if I, you know, if I wake up on that morning or I've had three, three days worth of extrovert activities and this fourth day just feels like one too many, it's good to know that about myself. Cause I can, when I, I can think in terms of future planning or I can think about like, how do I want to structure the rest of my day so that I get some introvert time when I need it? So, so our Jason lives in a home with two introverts and an ambivert, which means I am not always up for whatever Jay's up for. And the question is, how do we get Jason what he needs to be at his best? Because the rest of us sometimes are like, oh my gosh, please stop talking. <laughs> if Max needed a long runway which again, we talked about that in episode 74. Jay is willing to literally jump into anything immediately and completely. And so for part of me, for me, I mean, part of supporting Jay's extrovertedness is helping him be less impulsive, helping him kind of think about what he's about to do before he does it. I I want to encourage him to to be on, you know, to play a team sport or to take a trampoline class or um, go to a co-op or something like that where there's going to be tons of people and I think he'll love it. I just want him to think about like, you know, is it a good idea to run across the street with a bunch of friends? And and that's actually, it's interesting that that came up for me because that is something that's come up at the, he does belong to a co-op and there are I, probably eight or 10 kids of his age and he's 11. So he is now not thinking of himself as a little kid. He's thinking of himself as a, as a responsible person. And sometimes he does impulsive and irresponsible things, such as running across a parking lot when, when they're on their way out to um, the playground or to the place where they play. And it's really like helping him to think less impulsively, to not just be like, yes, we're out here. It's time to run. That's the kind of that's the kind of thing like Max would always be incredibly cautious. He would he would not run run across the street whether he was with a big group or or by himself. And Jay, I think especially when he is with his extrovert friends, it's very easy to just run into something and and maybe maybe get hurt, maybe hurt somebody else. So so that is part of part of parenting him is is supporting his extrovertedness while also helping him be less impulsive but also recognizing that he just needs more engagement with others than than maybe I do than certainly uh, his dad and brother do and the recognizing of this is what's really really important because once we recognize that especially if they're if the kids needs are different from our own needs we can a understand that they're not crazy because it's so easy to be like why are you like this? You, There must be something wrong with you. <laughs> and B, help them get what they need, whether it's more time with friends, more up and loud kind of with music or dancing or running around at home, more time out in the world, taking classes, being with lots of people, you know, going to the park or an amusement park or those are the kinds of things that, that extroverts just thrive on. And once we recognize that there is that this is how our child is we can once we understand they're not crazy we can once we're getting them 
what they need, we can also figure out how to, how to balance our needs with our kids' needs. Because that's, I think that's really the trick, isn't it? Like, it, there are times when I do not want to leave the house. I don't want to change into my good bra. I don't want to take off my sweatpants and put on jeans. <laughs> but I realize that my Jason needs that. He needs that time. And I think this is really one of those moments where it can be it can be really hard to be the, the parent, to be the responsible person and to recognize that like you have to put somebody else's needs before your own. And if that is your situation, I believe me, I'm right here sympathizing with you because it's my situation as well. And I think it does get easier. I, I, I want to say this too, as the kids get older, they're recognizing more of what they need and want. I mean, like both of our boys are so capable now of telling, sharing, I need this and I recognize that Max needs something else. I mean, like we've really heard words like that from Jay, uh, which is just amazing because once once that kind of processing is going on, you, you can feel like, okay, we're all, we are all understanding each other now. And like, what is life about? You know, it's about having a clear understanding of what can help the people around you and, and, st- and being able to say part of that conversation, that was a big, that was a big, big deal. Uh, it was about, it was about who, so it, it, it took, this conversation took place last fall and it was a real introvert extrovert thing as I'm, as I'm thinking about, it. I really kind of wasn't planning on talking about this, but this is a great story. And I think it would, it, it would really make sense for, for, for you, because even though your kids are probably not 11 and 15 now, they will be someday. And you might find yourself in this, in a similar situation. So our kids in the, in the homeschooling world, we really, it's really families that sort of see each other. And it's not just one child doesn't go to another child's house, generally speaking, um, at least when they're younger. And as they're getting older, there are like Max is saying, well, listen, I want some time with just these older kids. And and Jay is saying, well, you know what? They're my friends too. I see them all the time at, at park days and classes and events and whatever. And so the two boys were having this, it was, it's, I think maybe started out as a fight because Max is asserting, he's saying, these are my friends. You can't have my friends. You have your own friends. And Jay is saying, well, when I can't see my own friends, quote unquote, I want to be with your friends because they're my friends too. And the two of them had to have this conversation and really work out and and come to the realization of what the other one needs. And I think they could only do that by, by recognizing that one has different needs from the other. And they really did. They worked it out. And I'm so, so proud of them for that. And ever since that conversation, I mean, life here in our house has been a lot, a lot better. It's not that Jay never gets to see, quote, Max's friends. It's that they're very, they're, they're really sensitive about, they're, they're sensitive to each other's needs. And so Jay recognizes that, that Max needs a lot of time with his buddies and that sometimes Jay can, can come in on that. And that, and Max recognizes that Jay 
while he does get to see his own buddies of sort of his own age or whatever, that to have him with these other kids, with Max's buddies, it's okay. It's It works, you know, some of it doesn't work all the time, but it works some of the time. And the introvert extrovert thing was a big part of that because Jay wants to be part of a huge group that involves everybody. And Max wants like three people around him, his three closest buddies. And uh, anyway, it, I bring it up because I feel like that they could have that conversation at all started because we we have realized over their lives how their personalities are different. We've always tried to, when when possible, I mean, you can't explain to a two or three-year-old, well, you're an introvert and that's why this has to happen, of course. But because it's always kind of been out there as, as not, even if they don't know what the words introvert or extrovert mean, they're starting to gain an understanding, especially as they get older, they they see, they're able to see from another's perspective and gain some empathy. They, they start to go, okay, this might work for me, but it doesn't necessarily work for everyone. And that's, then now you're in a conversation of, well, how do we balance our needs? And as the adults, we can look around and say, well, how, how do we balance their needs? How do we balance the, their needs with our needs? You know, and you can figure out a system that works for everybody, or at least a, a way forward that works for everybody. I mean, we with when I think about this particular friend situation, the boys had to try a couple of things to make it work. But you know, they've made they've really made it work, and I'm I'm really really proud of them. And it starts out with balancing, figuring out how to balance everybody's needs, and that starts with knowing what kind of a person are you: an introvert or an extrovert. And if you are an introvert and you are trying to parent an extrovert, that, I think that really comes back into this idea of balancing needs. Because just like me, I feel like when, when Jay is up and raring to go and I, and I am not, <laughs> he's kind of had to learn that like, I need, I need a cup of coffee. I need a few minutes of not talking to anyone before I can be at my best with him and, 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 talk with him and and be noisy and that kind of a thing so so I guess I'm gonna leave it at I'm gonna leave it at that that's that's what we have time for today and I really hope it helps you I, I think I'd love to hear from you are you an introvert parenting an extrovert are you an extrovert parenting an extrovert I mean you could go on and on right with the different iterations of this anybody who's an ambivert out there please 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 um Email me at Karen at we turned out okay, or you can go to we turned out okay.com slash contact and let me know what your experience is because this, I think this is so interesting. I'd never heard of an ambivert until I read the book Quiet by Susan Cain a few years ago. Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's, it's a great, great book and it can help you if you are the opposite introvert or extrovert from your child. It can help you figure out how to, how to get the kids what they need. Um, and please let me know. I'd love to hear from, I'd love to hear stories of like how you balance life in your homes based on this idea of introverts and extroverts. So I, and I just hope, I guess that these shows, these two shows, episodes 74 and 77 about introverts and extroverts really help you have a better understanding of your child and maybe even yourself. If so, uh, please let me know by the going to the places we just talked about. We turned out okay.com slash contact. And if not, if if I haven't answered a question of yours or if you feel like I wasn't clear enough about something, please go to that same 
website, weturnedoutok.com slash contact. And just let me know. I, I, I feel like this show is for you. And you drive it, you help me know what what to bring up and, and what to talk about and what to, you know, what kind of what your needs are. So um, if you if I haven't answered something for you, please let me know. And I would be I would be happy to think on that and figure out how to bring you what you want. I'm also really, really excited to bring you a fantastic guest episode next week. Recently, I had the privilege of interviewing someone who had a huge impact on the choices that I made in raising Max and Jay and and really just living in this world, getting along in this world. And this coming Tuesday, May 31st, I'm so excited to bring you our conversation. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, if you haven't checked out Positive Discipline Ninja Tactics, the book that I wrote for you, if you are the parent of a young child and you're just, you're worried about their future, but you're also kind of trying to figure out what to put on the table for dinner tonight. And I guess not so much what to put on the table, but how will you get your child to dinner tonight is really, you know, you, you got you're getting through the struggles of today and you're worrying about that, but you're also thinking about like the future for them and, and the kind of the bigger ideas. Positive Discipline Ninja Tactics, the subheading is key tools to handle every tantrum keep your cool and enjoy life with your young child. And it's to to be honest, the book I wish I had myself when my kids were small, because I did not enjoy, I didn't enjoy at least as much. I didn't love their early childhood. And I think it was because I did feel so fearful, not just about the future, but about like, the everyday, the little things, the what if, what if they don't go to sleep tonight? You know what I mean? Like the just, how will I get what I need while, while being the responsible parent who has to get them what they need? I, I really, I wrote this book to that mom and that mom was me, you know, a decade ago. So if you are that mom now, I really, really hope you'll go check it out. It's available as an ebook in Amazon, and the link is in today's show notes. So go grab it. In fact, if you just go there, you could read the introduction because you can, I love this. It's one, it's got one of those Amazon, like look inside kind of things. So you can read, I think you might want to skip past. There's like some acknowledgements and stuff like that, but you could read the table of contents. You can read the introduction. You can decide, is this really a book for me? And I hope it is. I hope it is so much, especially if you are, as I just said, kind of that parent who's like, oh my God, I, I just, I can't take a step. I don't know which step to take. Uh, I think this book would be, would be great for you if that's your, if that's your feeling right now. And I just hope it helps you in your parenting. And if you got some value out of today's episode, I I really would ask that you'd share it out in your favorite social media spaces or email it to a friend because We Turned Out Okay has you to thank for its popularity. When you're listening and you really resonate with what you hear and you pass it on, you're helping the show get to parents just like you. So thank you so, so much for that. And also subscribing to the show means that you'll never miss an episode. I love that feeling of a new favorite podcast magically appearing in my podcast app the moment it drops. So click subscribe now. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that you have me in your ears right now. Or as Michael O'Neill of the Solopreneur Hour would say, I really appreciate that you have me in your earballs right now. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just cracks me up. And finally, a special thanks to our producer, the quiet man who gives so much support to his sometimes not so quiet wife, the 18-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. 
you for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want to date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com, where you'll find show notes and more. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride. I want to pee in the woods. Theater, 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 theater,